are tuned in to New Stars with Neil Clark playing the up-and-coming artist first. Hear their stories before anyone else. Coming up on today's show. Hello, I'm Neil Clark, and welcome to another New Stars show with singer, songwriters, and musicians from Boston, USA, a band created years ago in the artist's soul. I was born during the COVID-19 pandemic 2020-2021. The band's mission is to write great power pop punk rock music with ripping guitars, good hooks and memorable harmonies and give it to the world for all to hear. Please welcome, we've got Jimbo, Vitali, and Sean of Key of Caustic. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Neil. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Now, as I said, we don't often get the whole band come forward, but I'm so glad we've got all of you guys, except for the drummer. Hmm. Um, so how did you choose the name of the band? It's rather a bit unusual name, isn't it? Key of Caustic. I mean, I, I think of bicarbonate soda when I think of caustic soda. Um, so where did you get the name from? Well, you know, that, that's, that's a fun story in and of itself. But, you know, essentially... The, the the concept for the band came up. It was originally going to be an acoustic duo. And, you know, we had a couple of different names chosen in different directions. We wanted to play pubs and bars locally as COVID was sort of the restrictions were easing. People were going out. It was just time to get some new music out there. And I started to write these little ditties, these little foundations for, for these songs. And, you know, a couple of couple of high level people in the industry heard the direction and said, no, 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 this is not acoustic duo shit. This is you need to get a band around this. And so we, we put a band around it. And as the song as the song started to progress and morph, you know, when, when, when the other guys came along and we took it from that lump of clay idea to the actual song structures that you hear now, you know, it sort of fit the, the, the word caustic in and of itself, you know, it has a meaning to it. And I think that the the. the the meaning behind the songs sort of tied into that caustic nature and that caustic attitude. And because we're a band and, and, you know, everybody always asks me what key we're in. I thought it would be funny and started using the phrase key of caustic, key of caustic, and it just kind of stuck. And so we decided to incorporate it into the band and it just, it just rolled. So how did you guys meet? So I guess I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, Jimbo reached out to me through um, this website called band mix. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the website, Neil. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a social media site for musicians to, you know, um, either to put out that, hey, I'm looking for a band or like, hey, we're looking for you as someone to come to our band. So Jimbo actually messaged me on that website. Um, and he's like, hey, man, like you sound like a good fit. I want to come try out. And I was like, hell yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah. um, then this was uh, this was like late June. Um so yeah, he reached out to me and we jammed and it and it clicked pretty pretty much immediately. Wow. wow. Yeah, there's a there's a funny story behind that too. I originally it was me. I had another bass player before Vitaly, and uh, you know um, ended up having some some psychological issues. And, and when Sean came in and tried, we had had another lead guitarist that came in that was a relative of Frank Sinatra, by the way. All right. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't very good, and I didn't like him. He just was playing the same Eric Clapton blues riffs over and over again, and it just didn't fit with the band. I was going to get this guy out of here. And so Sean came in, and he tried out, and it was just – that day it happened to just be this old bass player, myself, and Sean. Yeah. And, and I, I loved Sean. The second he plugged in, 
I, I loved his style and I, I loved his just how he he just fit exactly what I was looking for and where I saw these songs going. And the bass player sent me a text and said, I don't like them. And essentially he gave me an ultimatum and I'll send you the picture of the text. I saved it. He said, if you keep Sean, get yourself a new bass player. And I was like, screw you later, later, mate. See you later. And then, and then Sean stuck and he, he left and we got Vitaly in. And then Ari came in somewhere either a little bit before or after that, after a series of drummers. And, and what you have now in these four is the actual core band. It would not be Key of Caustic without all four. Wow. That's that's quite dramatic, isn't it, really, to, to have all that? Yeah. So how long were you sitting on this band before suddenly releasing it to the world? And why during the pandemic? Well, I know, I know for me personally, the pandemic was a great insightful time. You know, you can see it as a depressing, dystopian nightmare, you know, mess, where you can use the, use the downtime and use the pandemic you know, to make something, something come out of it that's good. And so the songs were, <clears throat> the foundations for the song were written during that time, uh-huh. you know, um, and that was the whole catalyst for it is like, okay, everybody's in the same boat. How can we put some music out there that is going to make people feel a little bit better? I don't care if somebody just taps their foot a little bit to it. You know, we're feeding that from our hearts to their hearts. And that's what we wanted to do. So where do you get your ideas from for your songs? Well, I know, you know, the, the way that the group, the way the band works in, in terms of songs, this go around, these first chunk of 20 songs that we that we want to put out there. Um, you know, I had these little ditties in my head, whether it was a little riff or a melody for a chorus or even you know, some some a poem that I had written that might make some good lyrics for a song. And and so I, I sort of come up with this little lump of clay and then bring it to the guys and we determine, hey, is this something that we want to do or is this something that we don't want to do? And if it's something that we all like, we all we all work on it. We all contribute to it. Right. It is not a song until the four of us sort of wrap ourselves around it. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so the songs where they come from, they come organically. They, they come from just a, a love of people and a love of music and a love and a willingness to share it to make people a little bit happier or to have a little bit of fun. Um, but we all the, the, and it's not a key acoustic song until we all add our thing. So I don't know, guys, if there's anything you guys want to add to that. Yeah, I mean, I I joined and all these songs, I think, were already uh, from a foundational standpoint. Um, written, you know, as far as, uh, uh, lyrics and structure, like song structure, we've definitely modified a lot of the structure, but a lot of the, like the lead guitar riffs I wrote, um, Vitaly did all of his own bass, um, and Ari obviously did, you know, all of his own, uh, you know, drumming structure and drumming style. So I think, um, from an origin, the songs, like the, these chunk of songs that we, ha- we have been playing, um, from a foundational standpoint, at least from my from my end, they were already kind of there. We just kind of, like Jimbo said, we kind of all um contributed our own our own angle and our own like influence on them. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I feel if, like if you heard Myopia, feel, one of our songs now versus Myopia, like on a little demo I made, you might not even recognize the song, right? So, uh, what about you then, Vitaly? Yeah, I feel like we all have the equal influence to the songs. Uh, so of course, Jimbo had the base of each song before uh but i'm for example i was a guitar player for like 20 years probably and uh, i was looking for a band around boston area uh to join as a guitarist uh but i wasn't like a big solo guy and when jimbo reached out first he was actually looking for a guitar player and uh then he found sean and then when uh, he had this like issue with a bass player he reached out again asking like uh can you play bass 
And I said, uh, of course I will try and uh, because uh, I like the songs. And uh, so I decided to join. And uh, I think like at the first or second practice, we already clicked all together. And uh, uh, my point is that uh, as a guitarist, I bring uh, more melody to my bass lines uh, because kind of, yeah, that, that's that's probably what I'm trying to say. We're all a uh, very melodic band and we're all melodically shaped musicians. So, and I like where uh, our songs are coming to. Okay. We're going to play your first song now, which is called PLS, Pray Little Suicide. Um, where did the idea come from for this song? Well, actually, that, that's a great question. That all of, our, all of our lyrics actually stem from something. They're not, none of them are bullshit, you know, lyrics. They all are derived from an experience in life somewhere along the path. And Pretty Little Suicide was about a, a girl I knew a bunch of years ago. Um, who always struggled with, with depression and, you know, it's something that a lot of people go through, right? And she was, she was a little bit suicidal. And I remember always having, her name was Katie and I remember having these conversations with her and, you know, um, she never cried, but she always had this pent up stuff inside her. She never, she never went ahead and, and followed through, thankfully. But it was about an experience that I had through this little blip of a relationship with this girl, Katie, that was struggling through depression and, you know, am I going crazy kind of deal? And why does life suck so bad? And um, and we just sort of, it, it just became a, a poem at first that now morphed into this sort of, you know, this mainstream sort of in-your-face punkish punk song. So Excellent. Well, why don't we just play it? Because I think you guys out there, you're going to love this. I think it's funny how you hide, how you always talk and snack about your suicide.
Welcome back to New Stars. Uh, we've got a surprise guest with us today. Um, a late arrival of another band member, Ari. Hello, Ari. Hello, what's up? How's it going? Hello. Yes, good. Good. Thank you for joining us. Thank and you for um, as uh, as I mentioned before, we've got uh, Vitali, Jimbo, and Sean as well, and they're from the Key of Caustic. Um, so, well, who who has influenced you guys? Over the year, and well, over the years. Let's go years, plural. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's kick off with Ari, as you was late arriving. Um, All right. <laughs> last is first, first is last. All Absolutely, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I was brought up as a classical violinist. Since the age of five, I've been playing violin. But then in the high school, I switched to drums, and uh, I went to conservatory, and then. Dropped off the conservatory and now I'm sticking with drums for the rest of my life. But going back to your question, I've been influenced for so many musicians. Let's let's stay with rock topics since we are a rock band. Sounds okay. good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Deep Purple, my number one <clears throat> machine head, num- uh, number one uh, fan of them. You know, I love them to death. Yes, people say Zeppelin, but I'm a European guy, and to me, Purples are like right there with Zeppelin, even better. If that's my opinion. Oh. Purple, Pink Floyd, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Aerosmith, you know, The Doors, all the big 70s and 80s guys mm-hmm. that I was influenced with. I'm a big classic rock and, you know, hard rock. What about White Scorpions Street. or Bon Jovi? Uh, Scorpions, yeah. Bon Jovi, not so much. What's I mean, that? I was, well, what? I don't know. In Europe, we, we tend to listen more Scorpions. I'm originally from Albania, so. Scorpions ah, okay. All right. In yeah. than uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, okay. But Purple and Floyd and, you know, Zapped and all those guys, they're the ones I was influenced with. Okay, okay. Uh, Jim. Yeah, so, you know, my, that, that's the cool thing about this band is we all share interesting taste, right? You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a suicidal tendencies guy, Sex Pistols, uh, Johnny Thunders, Ramones, you know, throw in a little white zombie and maybe some Lou Reed, and, and then you've got my sort of musical um, inspirations. So, who we got left? We've got Vitaly. Yeah, so I grew up listening to classic rock. So, as I said, I'm from Moscow, Russia. It's kind of European city. So, I was a Deep Purple fan uh, growing up because my dad was a fan, too. And uh, so, and the, in late 90s, I heard pop punk first time in my life and it just blew my mind so like green day and offspring uh-huh. so i kind of switched my musical taste into pop punk and then when the emo era came i kind of turned into more screamo emo and more alternative music and uh, like even modern metal uh, like metalcore so i've been playing metalcore in my uh, with my band in moscow uh, like for probably 10 years and uh our name was Daytree, and uh, so, and now kind of I'm switching back to punk rock because that's where my heart is probably. Uh, Sean. Yeah, so I, I went through a similar uh, kind of um, uh, variations of influences like Batali. Him and I do share like metalcore um, interests, unlike the other two. But um, no, yeah, I started self-taught guitarist, and I, I played. I did start playing drums. Like first instrument was drums. Um, but anyway, uh, guitar um, always you know, tried to imitate um, and you know learn Jimmy Page. I was like was my biggest influence as a lead guitarist. So I would sit down and you know as a 
kid, like 10, 12, 11 years old, would just learn Led Zeppelin songs. Um, every day I sit down a few hours a day, just learn it, learn the style. Um, but yeah, classic rock has been, is like a bass influence for sure. Um, uh, and then, you know, as I kind of went through, uh, late middle school into high school, I did veer off into more, um, kind of like punk rock, like Green Day was a huge influence for me in high school. Um, Green Day. And then like later high school, I started getting into more post hardcore, uh, metalcore. So then I started, you know, trying to play, uh, music in the vein of like Parkway Drive, um, The Devil Wears Prada, um, and then like pop punk was in there as well. So like four years strong, um, you know, all of these influences I started to learn on guitar. So I think, you know, but the, but the very base classic rock, um, and punk rock are my kind of, if you listen to the way I play, you'll, you'll hear that the most. So I think, yeah. you know, bringing that influence to this band really allows me to uh, express that, um, in the, in the way that I really truly would like to. So it's been, it's been great. Excellent. So why music guys? Let's, let's start with Sean again. Why music? It's, it's fun. Puts a smile on my face. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to share, uh, you know, in our, our individual skills as, as musicians, but also to kind of really, I think all four of us in this band are at the base level of, of like, our skills on each of our instruments and the, the instruments that we truly want to play. Um, and also, I mean, Vitaly has, has just learned how to play bass. So I think he's really enjoying that, but it, it's just fun. I mean, I'm having, having a blast. It's been, it's been a while since I've been in a band. Um, there's always, I always felt like there was kind of a void, um, not playing music for the past few years. So I think it's really been, um, just thoroughly enjoyable. Well, I think, I think Ari's making breakfast for us all. Ari, why music? Uh, I'm making espresso, but I'll, I'll stop making espresso. <laughs> you know, because the Italian says, since I'm bel espresso, natural asporca comincia. Without a good espresso, a bad day starts. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> why music? I mean, as I said, I've been, I've been involved in music since I was five years old, because I went to, you know, classical music school. <clears throat> well, first of all, with all those years of playing different styles, classical and rock, Violin, drums, you know, other instruments as well, but basically those two mostly. I could say that, Daniel, that music is one thing that no one can take it from you. It doesn't matter what mood you're in, music is there. Nice call. Nice call. It's something that you can, uh, like, say, for example, do play me this or play me that. Well, if you don't feel it, you can't play that kind of music, whatever the music is, even if it's a note. So it's something very, very personal to me. Cool. And we're playing rock. And rock is a celebration, right? Okay. You gotta have fun with it. Celebration, attitude, you know, a little bit of rebel. But the most important thing, you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun with what you're doing. And be proud of what you're doing. Work harder and things will go your way. Hopefully. But yeah, that's why his music is there. Okay. His music is like your body. We won't talk about, we won't talk about my body if you don't mind. Um, Jimbo! (laughs) Jimbo! <laughs> whatever, whatever works, Neil. That's fine. Man. Yeah, well, well, however it floats your boat. Let's let's go with it, eh? 
Um, so why music for you? Well, I think because it, it comes from the soul, right? And, you know, me, I'm not the type of guy that's going to sit down with you and spill my guts out to you about my feelings and my thoughts on life and where I'm struggling and all that, but I'll write a song about it. So for me, not only is it fun, not only is it from the soul, it's a, it's a, it's an avenue or a channel for me to get out what's inside. If I didn't have music, I'd build it up and I'd probably, I don't know. I'd probably have a mental breakdown, shit. probably. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting because, so you, you are probably the, the band member that wears his heart on his sleeve, aren't you? Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so how many songs have you written? about something personal that's happened in your life oh uh, myself personally dozens dozens interesting uh vitali yep same question why music uh i feel like music um uh, affects certain people certain kind of people more than others and uh that's probably myself because uh as i always say that um Uh, musicians are the people who just can't live without music. I personally tried to quit music multiple times in my life, and I couldn't. It always brought me back. Uh, so I was raised uh, in a family where parents, my parents wanted me to be a dancer, but I, ne I always hated dancing in my childhood, and I always tried to play different kind of instruments, but they didn't believe in me as a musician. But it's still kind of like my destiny probably led me back into into that when I was like in my teenage. So I started playing guitar and other instruments just out of my curiosity. So it's kind of uh, I believe that music uh, playing, especially playing music, is for people who just can't live without music. Do you guys think that the whole world is everyone in the whole world is linked together by music? Oh, yeah. Big time. 100%. Yeah, I'm sure. Through, doesn't matter what kind of music it is, it could be Russian folk, it could be African tribal, it could be anything, but we're all linked to musical notes somehow. It's a universal language, I think. You know, if I don't know, if I don't speak your language, I don't know your culture, but I see you standing there with a Stratocaster in your hand, we're brothers. You know what I mean? It just, it just, it transcends culture and language and um economic status and whatever the hell else right so let's uh crack out another rocking tune and we're gonna play closet and um nice we'll, we'll talk about this song after because i really really want to hear this song first we'll, we'll talk afterwards here it is
Okay, welcome back, and we are with Kiev Caustic. Um, we're going to talk about the, the the meanings and what that's where the ideas for um, closet came from. Um, because in the song it says, "Come into my closet," mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, amongst others. But you know, it says, "Come into my closet." What does that all mean? Who wants I mean, to explain it? I think it's. Uh, yeah, come into my closet. It, the, the lyric is come into my closet and dance with me. And essentially what that means is that we've all got skeletons in our closet. We all have this stuff that we live with, we hide, we push down, we shy away from, we don't want to discuss, right, as humans. And, you know, come into my closet and dance with me is essentially saying, hey, you know, step into my world and, and understand what it is I'm going through. And let's connect, you know, let's connect through that. So it's just a, it's just a, I guess, an old school punk way of, of, of getting that out. Okay. Who brought the idea to the table then for this song? Well, we all brought the idea. You know, again, we, we had this little foundational, this little, this little lump of clay that I sort of pounded my fist into and, and molded it in a certain way. And then when we get it in front of the band, you know, Ari did his thing and he's great at arranging and coming up and Sean works his magic and Vitaly with that driving bass line. It didn't become what it is now until all four of these guys, all four of us rather, touched it, right? Um, so, right. And, and in my eyes, it, it's not a song until we put our signature on it, right? Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do you guys have any fallouts then? Come on, you're, you're men. You're going to have fallouts, aren't you? I mean, that's what men do, don't they, when you get on each other's pip? <laughs> you know. Ari turns up, you know, quarter of an hour late for, for a rehearsal session. I mean, you're not going to all like that, are you? So, you know, do, do you yeah, bite you know, the bullet and say, oh, oh that's just yeah, Ari? I'm frankly very frustrated right now, Neil. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ari's going to get a shoe-in later, isn't he? <laughs> He's gonna disappear in him. He's gonna say, "Soja, I'm gonna drink my my espresso." <laughs> Actually, I just did. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we do, and that's uh, uh, you know, that's that's part of being in a band, you know, and all guys, you know. I mean, I personally am a very fiery person, very you know, strong opinion guy, and so is Jimbo. So we try to. We tend to clash heads once in a while, but you know that's all it results in in a better way of communicating after <laughs> we've been going through the you know uh, disagreements and stuff like. How many times, Ari, have you just? Uh, how many times? Uh, I mean, no, 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 no. Listen, we're... listen. We're... How, how many times yeah. have you stood up from your band kit, uh, thrown your <laughs> drumsticks over your shoulder, given a gesture to? One of your fellow bandmates and just walked out the door. No, that that means you're done. No, that no, that no, no zero zero times. That's zero, zero times, times, okay. That's zero times. You would just have like big arguments about the particular, you know, part in the song or how we're gonna approach it, and you know, and then the opinions are strong between us, which is a good thing because we come from different backgrounds and that makes the song better. But no, the yeah. way you're describing it, no, that hasn't happened. Okay. None of that. Okay, so so who has the last say on on how a song um, is executed? I mean, who has the the, the final well, it's say? Well, it's either Jimbo or, or me, as far as I remember, it, right? 
Okay. I mediate. Fill me up, guys, if I'm if I'm saying something that's not true. <laughs> I, I mediate. I think I mediate pretty well between. Yeah, okay, so yeah. you're the counselor. You're the counselor yeah. in the band. Okay. He's the conciliary. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what are you? Yeah. Is it when you... I guess I'm a patient guy. I, at least I'm trying to be. Like I'm practicing my patience and long suffering. Okay. <laughs> so whilst yeah. we've got Jimbo, hot-headed Jimbo, and hot-headed Ari, and Sean the counselor in between the two of them, you're sitting in a chair reading a music magazine. <laughs> kind of. Now I've got the mental image, and I'm sure everyone else has got the mental image now, that not every band runs in perfect harmony every single day of the week. There are going to be blow-ups, and things happen, right? Of course. You know what, what, Neil? We always hug it out afterwards, every single time. We never leave angry. We're we're friends. We're brothers. Uh, Yeah, we have little issues and rifts rifts here and there. But we hug it out always, every time. Every at end of every practice, end of every show, we hug it out. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that yeah. lovely? That's She's nice. lovely. That's girl, lovely. Yeah. You sound like a cuddly teddy bear now. <laughs> Don't let that fool you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> you, you've been performing in public, haven't you? You've been yeah. gigging since lockdown. You've been out there gigging. Um, what reaction have you received from the public, um, from, you know, from your band or for your band? Well, from, from from our perspective or from the crowd's perspective? From your, from your perspective, what, what, since you've come out, you've come out of lockdown, um, because this band was put, was created during lockdown, during the pandemic. Yes. Um, and you've finally been able to get out there and greet your public for the first time really how have you been received by the public i mean how how do you think people you've been that received? like people that like our genre they seem to like it and they're hungry they're hungry okay. they want to hear more because, we sold you know, out we sold out every show too neil so we, we've had crowds at, at every show so that's a that's a testament i think to it well absolutely because they wouldn't pay pay top dollar for a ticket <laughs> if they didn't like what you had to play right yeah, so but overall the church is doing covid yeah you know, after the gig, people come up all the time, you know, hey, man, that was awesome. Wow, you guys blew our mind. Even, like, the sound engineers, at one particular club, he was like, usually I just set the sound and I just walk away because every band in the same song sounds the same, same levels. And he said, with you guys, I was up and down. And I had to readjust my soundboard every single song for you guys. You guys are just very dynamic, and it was very, very refreshing and very, you know, good to see that. So I thought that was kind of You've been performing online before going out into the public? No. 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 So how have these people got a, fa- uh, got a flavor of your music um, before they've seen you? How did they know you even existed? Heavy, heavy promotion. I, I you know, I, I, I have a, you know, I had, I had a couple of bands in the past that did okay, and I made a lot of connections. And, you know, as soon as we put this band together, as soon as all four of us were here, I told these guys, Hey man, get ready because it's it's probably going to be fast and furious. And sent out some demos and got a whole ton of interest coming in. In fact, a guy named Paul Coldery, who's a, a famous producer, he produced Radiohead. He produced um, the Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Yeah, you know, he became a friend of mine, and you know, and other friends along the way. It's just it's just a network that I have. Once we had some stuff out there, I pushed it out there, and it was immediately well received. You know, and the booking agent started to reach out and, and, 
I mean, we're we're jammed solid all the way through the end of the year. We we can't wow. we, we've had to do more shows. We we can't we we can't take on any more at this point because we all have day jobs still and lives and stuff like that, you know. And yeah. we're not a hundred percent doing music yet. Hopefully, but you know. Yeah. So, 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 would you sign up? Would you sign up to a record deal if they if they tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Hey, we want you on our book"? Uh, we we eventually want to have our be signed, but we, we want to take our time with it, Neil. You know, yeah. a lot of bands trying to rush to get signed, to get signed, to get signed, which is of course you want to get signed, but you want to take your time with it. You want to see where you stand, what you want to do with it, and first of all, and last, first but not the least, I mean, last but not the least, your music. That yeah. will never change. A lot of bands try to uh, compromise their sound for, you know, signing. And we're like, no, this is... Uh, we, a, we have a couple labels snipping around right now. Yeah. As, as we were invited by a label. Our show that we're playing on uh, October 30th is a showcase um, put on by a record label. They're all signed bands. They were the only ones that aren't signed. And we're going to be playing there. So that's kind of cool. Right. It's a good label. I think we're still we're still um, a relatively new group as far as we're like as us four as a unit. So I think there's a lot that we want to do as a band as far as music, music wise, writing, writing music, um, seeing how our performances uh, evolve over time. I think the even since since the first show until the first show to now, our performances and our like our stage presence and our cohesiveness has gotten exponentially better. So I would be, I'm with Ari, like, you know, we have to be patient and just see, see how this, see how this like evolves over time um, before we jump into something else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If you had the opportunity to perform with any living artist or band, who would it be and why? And we'll kick off with um, who should we kick up with? Vitaly. Uh, if it would be my choice, I'm a huge fan of Enter Shikari, the British band. But yeah. uh, I don't think our style of music fits to their style, so probably like Green Day would be the best option. Okay, and why? Why would you want to perform with Green Day? Uh, first of all, we also play uh, like punkish, pop punkish music, and uh, most of us are influenced by their songs, and I believe like all four of us uh, kind of respect and love their music. Okay, okay, good call. Sean? That's a tough question. Um <laughs> I thought you disappeared. I thought you walked out on me then, just for a minute. <laughs> I'm out. I can't answer this. Um, oh man. So any any band doesn't matter how famous doesn't matter. Like, um, nah, you're playing too safe, bro. Come they, on. As long as they've got I'm, a as long as they've got a pulse, that's all I'm asking you. <laughs> um, I've been actually recently really loving the Menzingers. I know they're they've been around for a while. Um. I listen to them very often in the past, for the past, you know, probably six months and I love their style. It's like a nice mix of like kind of alternative rock, punk rock, um, that I just, I just love their dynamic of songs, like through their, um, the history of their albums. Um, I think they they're, they're, I think they're playing at the Palladium actually later this month. Um, so one to play at the Palladium and then to play with a band like that for me would be like, just just an amazing experience overall and to learn from them okay jimbo i'd have to agree with Vita- well let me let me preface it my rock and my 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 rock side my classic rock 
side of my of my soul would say Aerosmith because their hometown Boston mm-hmm. band and they you know they put on one hell of a show and blues yeah. rock I mean, they cover it all but my my punk rock side would be with Vitaly and I'd probably say Green Day or some okay. you know some other sort of a you know like, like a band like like that okay all right um an ari uh i got odd in my head but if i have to pick one gotta be guns and roses oh okay okay big guns and why why guns and roses well why i mean their their music i mean after deep purple but deep purples are not john lord is dead and richard blackmore is not anymore in the band so that takes out the equation <laughs> uh, okay yeah yeah uh, but why guns uh i have just a huge respect for them they came from the gutter they knew nothing. They were doomed to fail, but they didn't. Their albums, Appetite and Usual Illusion and Spaghetti and all of them, Chinese, are great. They're great musicians. A lot to learn from. Okay. And so why not? I mean, they're, they're still out there selling albums. I mean, yeah. sorry, selling, selling, uh, stadiums, filling it up. So as a collective band. Correct. And you was, um, going to be the, the backing bands for an artist. Which artist would you want to back as a collective band? It's, it's got to be new, new, uh, unanimous. So which, um, artist would you perform for as a backing band? I'd have to say, I'd, I'd do any band. I would, I would, in fact, we have two or three shows coming up, Neil, yep. where these bands, you know, that are on tour are making a stop in Boston and we're opening for three of them. You know, I didn't really know who any of them were before this, but now I do. And so um, I'm just honored to be able to open for someone on tour that has a massive following, you know, that is allowing that us to open, you know, little old us to open for them and tapping into their audience. So I, I'm not picky. That's, that's, that's just me. Yeah. I'm now that's you on. sitting on the fence, isn't it, Sean? Really? <laughs> Jimbo, come on, come on, because you you got the brains in the outfit here, haven't you? Come on. Well, yeah, I mean that was I I really wouldn't discriminate. I mean, I, I just would be happy to be. I'm happy to play in front of three people, Neil. That's just how I feel, you know. So <laughs> You're that, sitting that, on the fence, and oh, Ari, Ari, come on, come on, bring in some <laughs> backbone here, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw any band, man. <laughs> I mean. Any other, any other big guys? You say, well, why are you going with the big guys and the small guys? Well, because that's the one I listen to. That's the one I grew up listening. So all the big guys are fine with me. You know, I, I, I don't mind. I demand a lot of respect. And that's how is respect earned is by playing. You play out there, you earn the respect and the fans. So all the big guns, you know, all the big fans, I'm fine with them. You're all sitting on the fence. Vitaly, come on. Give me, give me something, will you? Come on. I will probably have to disappoint you, Neil, because I'm with Jimbo. Oh, cowards. The lot of you. Um, no, I get where you're coming from. I really do. Um, so as long as it's someone that you can work with and, you know, they like you and you like them, you don't care who they are, what they are, as long as you all perform lovely music. Right. It's celebration. Rock and roll is celebration, so. All right, yeah. Oh, well, I'll forgive you for all sitting on the fence then. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> so, um, where can we go to get your music from? Spotify, Spotify. Apple Music, Tidal. Tidal, yeah. Um, some live shows. On our website as well. Would you like to take this moment to plug your album? Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, you want to go? 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the album, the album is it's a, it's an EP. It's not a full album. That'll be coming out. I would say mid mid winterish. You know, Februaryish, maybe somewhere in that in that window. Um, yeah. So it's an EP right now, and it's called Tales from the Rearview Mirror. And right now there are three singles on that EP. Okay. Yeah. Which are all the songs that we're playing today. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's so that's coming out sort of February kind of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either another EP, Neil, or a full album. We're not we're not sure yet, and it depends on you know it depends on you know there's a lot of a lot of things that could happen between now and then. So it really yeah. just depends on. Sounds sounds really good. We do have the material, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the material. That's plenty of it. Plenty of it. So how long are you actually in, in you know, rehearsals for and jamming to get to get your songs um, all compiled up? <clears throat> well, we tend to rehearse twice a week with our busy schedules. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, and we rehearse for, like, between three hours to six hours, at least minimum three hours. We work. Yeah, we, we work hard. Yeah, about 10 hours a week. Yeah. Sometimes Blimey, that's, that's, that's a, a lot, isn't it? Apart apart yeah. from your your day jobs and and yeah. um, and and also you know your your life because everyone has a life. Um, it's busy. Oh yeah. Yeah, like this week, Neil, we have a, we're going to rehearse Monday night. We have a gig Tuesday night, and then we're going to rehearse again on Thursday night. And we have a gig on Saturday. So wow. right. something coming. We just have boom, boom, boom. It's just a blur. But yeah, we work we work it hard. I, I would say. You know, if we don't come out of our rehearsals drenched in sweat, we didn't work hard enough. So what's next for Key of Caustic then? So what are you planning for? I know you've you got other gigs coming up, but um, apart from that, what what other plans have you got? <clears throat> well, as Jimbo was saying, we're booked all the way down till the le- end of the year. Yeah. And then New Year starts, and we just want to play bigger bigger venues and, you know, be hungry and keep keep doing music, keep inventing new stuff, new songs to throw in. We got a lot. Like we're hungry now. Past we're in COVID right now, but we are hungry to go out there. And well, you, I'm and... surprised you are hungry after getting up late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna live that one down, I can tell you. Um, yeah. So you're all, so you're all hungry for 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 performing and getting your Correct. music out that's, there. That's our temple. Yeah, when yeah. we're on stage, that's our temple right there. Performing, I would say, performing larger mid mid to larger venues. And then also oh, large, large. <laughs> I mean, we haven't played anything large yet, Ari. So I'm saying, so I'm like, saying that we're ready to play anything mid we can, yet. We, we played can small. It up. That's it. I mean, how, how play, small is how, how small is small? Like how many 70 people? people? Seventy people. Seventy yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. And 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 what would you class as mid? Three hundred. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Which we have a we have a couple of those coming up. We've got we've got a yeah, we 200 person venue coming up and a 300 I think 50 person venue coming up. That's with those showcases and those labels and those signed bands. So it's steadily progressing and getting more. Ideally, 500 to 1,000 would be something that I would just I would be frothing at the mouth to do. Well, if you're frothing at the mouth, you've got rabies, young man. I know, man. Yeah, I know, right. You'll be put down. You'll be put down. I mean, how big does a large event have to be? How many how many people in the audience does a big event have to be for you? Uh, well, I mean, five thousand. <laughs> Bigger than the last one. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's a great answer. Yeah. And what's the what's the chances of you securing a venue like that? I think. Uh, yeah, we got good chances. I would say, thought better ourselves. Yeah. 
If you keep doing what we're doing and be humble and don't just get keep satisfied. plugging away, just keep cracking at that, that chipping just, away at that stone, isn't it? Eventually you'll us, get you know, you'll get there. Just be us, a little bit patient. Like Uncle Roger says, just a little patient. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> He's awake. Yes, Presto's done the job. Um, well, look, it's it's been a pleasure having you guys on on the show. It really has been fun. Really has been fun. Um, and you are all new stars. So Jimbo Jones, we got Ari, Vitali, Sean. You're all new stars. Um, and I look forward to having you back on. Uh, maybe in the new year, when you can actually tell me you've been performing in front of 5,000 people. Um, um, that would be good. That would be good. You can even send me a picture. You can do a selfie on stage, and I can see these sea of heads bobbing up and down. Um, so it's been a pleasure having you on the show. We're going to play out now with the, your last fabulous track called To Fade Away. Um, so what I'll say is, is for... Everyone listening is not to forget that you can catch up with all my guests um, on tinyurl.com forward slash new stars show. That stars with a Z. Um, so for myself, Neil Clark and my special guests, Jimbo, Sean, Vitali, the late arriving Ari. Be kind to one another. Take care of yourselves. Um, say goodbye, guys. Bye, Neil. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you everyone. Yeah, thanks, Neil, for having us. You're all very, you're all very welcome. So, from from all of us to all of you, goodbye. I feel